Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. I have been working for the last six months on a really exciting program that my clients have asked for and my followers have asked for. It's a brand new program called Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. This is a six-month group program where you have support from me, from other people in the group every day whenever you need it. It starts with immediate access to a five-module system, which I'm going to show you in a moment. But the most important part is we have weekly group coaching calls. Once a week, I am going to coach you such that other people can watch you being coached and you can watch other people being coached so you can learn from other people. This group learning is the best tool that I've seen and I know this because I've joined several groups over the past year to see the value of it. I am amazed at what I've learned by watching the evolution of other people and this is why I've decided to make the commitment to put together this program for you. Included in it, there are six modules that you'll get access to right away. We have the group calls. You will receive a hard copy that I will mail to you of Flow on the Go Guide. It's a planner full of all of the principles that we talk about on this podcast. There will be a private group where we can post things, pictures, questions. So every day that will be read by me and everybody else in the group. And most importantly, let me tell you the value to you. And I'm going to structure it in the five modules. There's a bonus six module, but I'm going to talk specifically about the five module training areas. Number one, you have clarity. That builds your self-awareness. You effortlessly spend time and energy on things that matter, things that serve you. You're not churning in unproductive perfectionism just to convince yourself that you're doing something rather than nothing. And you're noticed by colleagues for an open perspective now. People take notice. In the second module, you transformed out. That's self-regulation. You notice your negative thoughts immediately, face the difficult emotions you've been avoiding, reconstruct a new thought that serves you before a limiting assumption turns into a belief that latches on and holds you paralyzed and hostage from your dreams. You show up with confidence, with presence, instead of frustrated, withdrawing, or lashing out with regret. 
turning to overeating or other vices, discontinue exercising or other healthy routines, or distance yourself from people, or have strained personal relationships. You're noticed by your friends and co-workers for your impulse control. Optimizing your environment is the focus of Module 3. That's where you have self-acceptance that we talk about. Your confidence is soaring. You draw healthy boundaries around your self-concept, your time, your relationships, your work and interests. You have heightened effectiveness, shorten the time to launch, have efficacy on projects or a job search because you're prepared with resources and connections to support you. You're not exhausting yourself on the treadmill to nowhere with more grind and hustle. In Module 4, you position your brand. Here's where you are quickly the sought-after choice for any team, project leadership, promotion, hire. You know and project your signature strengths, value proposition, personal mission, executive presence, and measurable key accomplishments. You don't waste time on what others do. Hiring resume writers, getting another degree, going to conferences, ruminating about corporate politics and cynicism and bureaucracy. You're the must-have. And in the fifth module, huge here, big on self-acceptance, you're playing big. And this is where you earn more money. You have self-mastery. You can walk into any situation, discussion, interview, meeting, and matter because you're sustainably at your best. You know how to do that and succinctly and consistently do it. You have a 30, 60, and 90 day plan and an assuredness about yourself. You have the ability to regulate difficult thoughts and emotions without the looming doubt. You see the opportunities and enjoy healthy personal relationships and healthy routines. You have certainty about you. People call you not the other way around. This is fun. It is so much fun to see the transformation in other people. And I'm now going to be able to share that with you in this group program. So head on over to my website, maryleegannon.com. And look for the details on the Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle. I can't wait to work with you. Hi there, friend, and welcome to episode 38 of the Still Space Podcast, Creating a Life by Design, Your Emotional Wealth. I'm really excited to do this podcast today because this is taken from one of the presentations that I've made for my clients in our program, Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. And I put a lot of time and thought into this, and I'm going to compile it all down into this podcast to share with you today. I'm really excited about the information. And here's why. Because we don't have a life by design and have a life by default when we don't construct what it is that we want and we sit back passively and allow our life to unfold from a default position. So today we're going to talk about how we create assumptions about situations that keep us stuck, how unregulated emotions keep us there, understand our emotions and how to create the ones we want to feel, and then how to build a life from that state. So situations happen and we adopt stories around those situations 
And then it's human nature to develop a bias, expecting that negative situation to continue because it's so bad. We are thinking, oh my gosh, we're not going to get out of this, those really difficult situations. And then we seek to confirm that that story is true. That's called confirmation bias. We develop an opinion and then we look for reasons that that is true. And this happens often in politics. Then we are so entrenched in our opinion about that, yet we wonder why we feel uncomfortable, angry, and even victimized by circumstances, empty. No wonder that discomfort can make us take action in one of three ways. There are two unhealthy actions that we can take in one healthy. Let's start with the two unhealthy Random action. See if you've ever found yourself in this position. This is action just to take action, right? I'm an achiever. Achieving has always served me well. I work hard, so I'll just work harder. But then we feel busy, not tied to any results, not tied to any of our true core beliefs, and we end up feeling exhausted. The second action is passive action, and this is where you overthink things, you avoid, you sit back and analyze, you're unproductive, analysis by paralysis, you're overwhelmed, and these lead, both of these types of action lead to disappointment and frustration. Now the third type of action, this is an action that will serve you, is committed action where you commit to take big action on ordinary things until you get the results you want. And this is different than just taking action to take action. This is where you're willing to stick with something on small goals repeatedly. And I talk about mindful daily practices, that's committed action where you're going to meditate every day or read a passage that you appreciate from a book that you appreciate every day or something that motivates you. Those mindful practices, that's committed action. Not random action on terrible thoughts from a fear perspective, not sitting back. You choose the results you want and plan around it. You commit to a goal and don't give up. Think of the resolutions that you made at the beginning of the year and you probably let them go by the second week because you're saying to yourself, well, that's not going to happen anyway. It wasn't realistic for me and just sort of toss it to the wind. Hmm. Now, what holds us back from committed action? This is very important. And if we don't recognize it, it continues to play in front of our face and keep us hostage. And that is fear. And you might say, oh yeah, everybody has fear of failure. But it's more than just fear of failure. We have to get down underneath. Well, what is it that we are really afraid of? Truth is that we have to take ownership of our own energy. I can't say this enough. The more we blame and complain and resent these are horrible feelings that leave us victimized. They don't help you. There may have been some egregious things that people or situations that have occurred that make you very upset that you can't control. But when we externalize the solution by blaming, complaining, resenting, getting angry, it doesn't serve us. We own our own energy. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling hurt, if you're feeling angry, 
How you're dealing with the situation is yours to own. Externalizing it by pushing that off in some sort of blame or complain, it, it doesn't serve you. Nobody else and no situation is responsible for your energy and your feelings. Your emotions generate your energy. The most important thing that I teach my clients is how to unpack the emotions. We can release that which we own, but we have to know what it is that we own. And we run away from these emotions. And that's the absolute deadliest thing that you can do for your own happiness. The most important thing I can share with you, and this is, I work very hard to cement this with my clients, is how to unpack these emotions. What's underneath them? Keep asking yourself, what's going on under that? So I have an emotion wheel that I give them. And so it shows that if you're feeling a certain emotion, okay, I'm feeling frustrated. Okay, well, what's underneath the frustration? Well, that might be a little bit of anger. I'm mad. I've been treated unfairly. It's not just. Let's really get down. Well, what happens if the worst thing that you're fearing happens? What then happens? Oh, and it usually sounds something like this. Well, then I won't be respected. I won't be loved. I'll be alone. And, you know, that getting down into that level, that despairing feeling frees you from it because it's been chasing you down. And as you're turning away, it's chasing after you. Remember when I told you the two emotions from the random action and passive action that discouraged and frustrated? Unpacking those and going a little bit deeper, you'll just see that frustrated is mad and discouraged is scared. What is beneath those feelings, the mad and the scared? And that zone, that zone of despair, of feeling, hey, I'm alone here. I don't have a friend. I don't have anybody here that's going to support me is usually a story. I've talked about this in the past. The human condition is a story that we tell ourselves that is fiction. It's our imagination. But when we can't turn to these feelings and process them, and if you can sit with this cycle that I just showed you, Understanding what's on the surface, go a little deeper, go a little deeper. What is that really trying to tell me? And sit with that feeling. In 90 seconds, you'll have your power back because you'll realize it's your imagination. But when we don't do that and we turn away, that chihuahua of fear just chases us down and robs us of grace, of freedom. So in that difficult feeling chasing us down, the ego then armors up and tries to protect you. But in doing so, it tells you all of those fiction stories, and I'm sure you're familiar with them. Oh, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Don't take risk or you'll fail. Give up. It's easier. Don't spend time doing that. That's a waste of time. Oh, don't go there and feel that difficult emotion. It'll make you feel terrible. Let's review the human condition. Situations happen. We adopt stories, thoughts, stories around these situations, and these don't serve us. And then emotions follow 
those stories and then we take action based on that emotion that feeling that we feel so how does that play out so your thought might be nothing is working i'm working really hard at trying to get a new role i'm working really hard at trying to better communicate with my children or my partner nothing is working that's a story nothing is working is a story that's just a thought that's not an edict or a fact that's an assumption the emotion that follows that is despair. I don't like this. This is really uncomfortable. I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. And then the action is we either do nothing or overcompensate or whatever your default action is. That random action, you know, because it's just better to do something than nothing. Being an achiever, I know that doing something has always served me. Well, that's not working. Okay, so let's try something else. Let's get good at showing up with full responsibility for our own emotional needs. That's hard. That's hard. That requires finding the still space and examining what those are. Feeling all of the emotions without reacting to them or turning away or reaching for vices like snacking, alcohol, lashing out, withdrawing. Whatever vice it is that you go to, you're going there because you don't want to feel something that makes you uncomfortable. And that's robbing you of your freedom. There's another way. Let's generate the emotion you want to feel. Let's think about what that is and create a different thought. Because those negative emotions, that resentment, that bitterness, the shame, the blame, those aren't serving you. That's like wanting to hurt someone and drinking the poison yourself. These negative emotions affect you, not the people you want to punish. They rob you of your freedom, and that's not fair. And the truth is that this story emotion action cycle, I call it the C principle, S for story, E for emotion, A for action. The C principle continues. So that story that led to an emotion that led to action now starts to lead to another story. And the spiral can go downward when you can create different stories to make that go up. The downward spiral leads to despair. The upward spiral creates a life by design. And you have complete control over this, but it takes practice. Now, remember what I said about committed action? Being committed, small actions around ordinary things. It's hard. It's sometimes harder than taking big action around big things. The consistency is key. Why don't we lose weight? Because we don't stay with the consistency of being compassionate to ourselves and doing the practices that keep us from overeating and not exercising. All of your confidence builds by taking action. There's all kinds of research that supports this. If you doubt that, read the confidence code. Confidence builds by taking action. Now remember the C principle, story, emotion, action. That action is important. But we've already talked about there are two actions that don't serve you, right? So how do you know if you are taking the right action that will bring the results you want? 
we have to massively commit to the result that you want. And believe it or not, most people don't go ahead and set a goal for the result that they want because they're afraid they won't get there and then they'll feel something they don't want to feel and that could be like a failure. Committed action is to massively commit to the result that you want and you have to know what that is. We're going to talk about that right now. So what does committed action and a life by design look like? Number one, create massive awareness of your emotional life. That means paying attention to how you're feeling, especially when you're uncomfortable, but also the feelings that bring you joy, the feelings that make you happy, the feelings that inspire and motivate you. That's creating massive awareness around your emotional life, not noticing the negative emotions and saying, why can't I stop doing that? That's judgment. And that is not a mindful life, not what I want for you. That's noticing, hey, this is just part of me feeling X, feeling uncomfortable, feeling happy. Feel I also know there's another part of me that feels blank. And see, it works both ways. So you can recognize this is the part of me that feels great. Sometimes there's a part of me that doesn't feel great, but it's all good. It's all part of me. Number two, thought download. We get overwhelmed with all of the stories and thoughts that play out in our head, especially when we have a lot to do. We're approaching something and there are lots of different paths to take. It's too much to carry those all around in your head. Put them down on paper. I call it a thought download. Some people call it a brain dump. Whatever you do, get them down on paper. This is why journaling has a lot of research behind it to, to be so helpful. Write about what you're thinking. You can make to-do lists as simple as a to-do list is a great thought download, but you might even follow each item with what you're feeling about it. Number three, write down your C principle thoughts, S-E-A, story, emotion, action and start to become an observer, a third party observer without any judgment or blame or resentment or concern, just an observer of how you think. Most of us are wired to be on the lookout for threat and danger. I know that I am. I had a lot of experience in my life. Most of you know the history of my adult life. And I know myself well enough that I have a tendency to automatically look for the worst, which leads me to sometimes feel automatically overwhelmed. I had a discussion about this last night with my husband. My mother is aging and requires a lot of management and all of the things associated with her needs, and it overwhelms me. And we talk through it. And I know that I am at my best when I approach things pragmatically like I do in my office and with my work. So instead of getting trapped in the emotion of, oh my gosh, there's more, I have to find another place for her to live. And these things that are true, but the emotion I'm attaching to it is despair, frustration. I am now seeing it as more a series of tasks that are specific and that I know how to handle. So that gives me my power back. That's applying the C principle, being a third party observer without any judgment 
of what I'm thinking, the story I'm telling myself, the emotion that follows, and how it shows up with my action where I get very scattered and do things that don't make sense, back to my power of, well, what's the thought that I want to think that will give me the emotion that I want to feel? Because I want to have relief from this, not despair. So if I'm going to have relief, I know that the thought that precedes that is, I'm capable, I can do this, I know how to figure things out. And the emotion that follows me figuring things out is freedom. I feel happy, I feel relief, I feel joy. And then the action I take is I'm very focused systematically and linearly on what needs to be done. Number four on this list is be willing to feel any emotion. And usually that's where we're stuck, right? Where we're avoiding an emotion. That's the number one reason we get stuck. There's something underneath that surface emotion that I'm really afraid of. And when we can go there, there is the power. There's the magic. Number five, accept that there is a, quote, part of me that feels that negative emotion, that really deep, ferreted out underneath the surface, difficult emotion. There's a part of me that's really afraid right now. Afraid that in my case, it might be that my mother might pass away, that I might be judged for not having done a good enough job in taking care of her or managing her care, that I won't know how to handle all of the arrangements. I won't be able to figure out where she should live right now. It's going to be lot longer to figure out than I thought, like all of those spiraling down the rabbit hole thoughts don't serve me. I accept that there's a part of me that perseverates on the negative sometimes. I also know that there's a part of me that's very good at figuring things out. And that's the part of me I'm going to pull out of my tool belt right now and think thoughts around that thought because I know that the emotion that that provides me is one that is much more powerful. And number six in that list is be compassionate to yourself. Be able to put hand to heart and say, I'm here for you the way a best friend would. I'll comfort you. I'm here for you. Imagine a picture of yourself as a small child. And sometimes I have my clients put this picture on their desk or somewhere where they can see it. Because sometimes you have to be the hug that that child needs. Sometimes you're the one who's going to pick up that frame and give it a hug. You're going to be the person that steps in between that child's fear and the imagination poor outcome that they think might happen, which is fiction you're going to be the person to self-nurture that child to knowing its power. And the real secret to life by design is that you know what you really want to feel and build a life around that. And don't be afraid to go there. People don't want to identify how they want to feel because they don't want to be let down if it doesn't happen. That is robbing you of your freedom. Commit to it. Commit to that awareness. I'm committing to the fact that I want to feel joy. I want to feel creative. And step into I am joy. I am creative. 
I am satisfied. I am happy. I am abundant. I am loving. I am honest. I am authentic. Whatever that I am statement is, that's you building committed action around what you want to feel. If you do nothing today after listening to this podcast, but pick up a pen or pencil right now and write it down on a piece of paper right in front of you, even if it's just a scrap or even if you put it in a note in your phone, I am building committed action around wanting to feel, insert whatever word makes you feel fulfilled. Remember, committed action is where you take massive action around ordinary things until you get the results you want. You're willing to fail. You front load your day with things that will support you on this quest with fun, with rest, with mindful daily practices, with exercise, with good eating routines, with good sleep routines. Inspire your work with a clutter-free environment. Set yourself up and surround yourself with things that will make you feel that feeling that you want to feel and it is okay to designate that feeling. And when you're not feeling it, that's okay too. Observe, this is a part of me that feels, insert whatever that feeling is. But there's another part of me that's capable, that's satisfied, that's creative, that's joyous. And when you're really in the lane of knowing how you want to live your life, create a vision board around it. That's as simple as getting a canvas from a craft store or getting some poster board, cutting out pictures from magazines, cutting out from photographs that you have, putting some words in a Word document that mean a lot to you, and running those off and cutting those out and putting those on your vision board. Just get a, a glue stick or some glue, glue them onto the whatever surface you're using, and then you can use some Mod, Mod Podge or some other kind of silicone seal to put over it to make it shiny and pretty and put it on your desk where you'll see it every day. You can even do this virtually, make it electronically on in a software program. Run it off and put it where you will see it. Could be in your office, you could have a picture of it at home, you can have it in your kitchen. Surround yourself with the things that inspire you to take committed action again, which is where you're taking massive action around ordinary things until you get the results you want. Those ordinary daily practices, the ones that you give up on quickly because they don't give you immediate gratification, but they're part of your persona of happiness because you're building committed action around what you want to feel and look down right now at that word that you put down that you want to feel that is what is going to propel you to have your life by design so let's do a little bit of reflection here what are the themes of your life 
What patterns do you experience in your relationships, in your life experiences? Those patterns that bring you joy could be part of your vision board. Maybe you draw people to you. Maybe you get burned out from trying too hard. You know that's not part of feeling the feeling that you want to feel to build that life by design. You have really good luck, maybe, or make mountains out of mohills. Maybe you don't want to do that anymore. There's no room for that feeling anymore because you're building your life around that emotion that you want to feel. Identify something beautiful that you might have been ignoring up until this moment because you've been trapped in an emotion that's not serving you. Imagine someone is describing your beauty, your wonderful mind, your wonderful actions that you take. Somebody is appreciating you. What are they saying? Those who look for beauty find beauty. Those who look for despair, no doubt, find despair. Take a few deep breaths to fill yourself with hope, positivity, lightness. Imagine that as you inhale, you are drawing golden light into your body. And as you exhale, you are expelling all of your worries and negative feelings that haven't been serving you, that you've observed as you're building your emotional intelligence and your emotional awareness. And you can repeat this process whenever you want to feel lighter and more relaxed. As you inhale, you're drawing golden light, warm light into your body, identifying and shining on all the wonderful parts of you. And as you exhale, you are expelling all of your worries and negative feelings, the ones that don't serve you. This is the power of your breathing. We are what we think, and we have the power to control what we think. That's what we build in the still space, and I'm honored that you were with me today, my friend. And I'm wishing you a day where the light is shining on all of the wonderful feelings that you're building your life around. I'm glad you were with me today. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. 